about, Jesse? Hello, hello, hello. De la ghetto, de la ghetto. Like de la soul, like, like de la soul. De la ghetto. Got it, got it. See, this is why we have Isabella on, because no Espanol, no flavor. You look Spanish. You look Puerto Rican, Jessica. It's more the Italian that you're getting. That's what like, no, when I say like no Espanol, like that's no Espanol. <laughs> Hola. I'm sure you picked up a little more than yourself credit for. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting better. I really am getting better, I swear, and I'm trying. Um, but Isabella's on <laughs> to help me and do all the things. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I know you've had a super crazy busy day. Um, we love you at SoundCloud, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, man. It's, yeah, I wish, like Robert was saying, I wish we could have done this, you know, face-to-face. -face In real life. All this crazy, well, all this fucking craziness thing that's going on right now. I'm cussing because I heard you cuss later. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, earlier, like, so. we can do whatever we want <laughs> on that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, I love your background. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's the artwork on the album. It's uh, by a Puerto Rican painter. Uh, from Bayamón, Puerto Rico. His name is Carlito Skills. Uh, it's a four uh, plus four, cuatro por cuatro. ¿Cómo se dice eso en, en inglés? Cuatro four por cuatro. Four. four by four painting. It's in my house. It's by Brush. I was and, uh, thinking, is that a Zoom uh, background that you customized? But that's actually a painting. But th that's also the cover that, of your new album. That's the cover of my new album. I wanted to bring something more colorful, that's more... Okay. More my heritage, more Latino. You see, it has a little bit of Greek in it, Italian, yeah. Spanish in it too. The Statue and, of David, uh, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to do something a little bit different because the last uh, album was a little more darker, more gloomy, gothic y. So this one yeah. I wanted just to bring out more of the Caribbean and tropical colors out, you know? Yeah, and I was actually do. wanted to mention, I love the the evolution from El Movimiento to this new album that you have because you. Like, you, I think it came at such a right time, especially that we all have the fatigue of quarantine and it came so appropriately that it has like so much vibrancy, it's uplifting, it has like so much energy. And for me, Thank I you. mean, I've been bumping it. So has my neighbors on the block. I've been hearing like a lot of the <laughs> I live in Bushwick, <laughs> uh, in Brooklyn. So oh, I'm okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like right in the hood, so for me, Brooklyn. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it, what is it like? La mano en el volante. volante. Oh, I love that song. I love that, that, that song. That record, Jessica. That record, Jessica. It's about uh, making love in the car. Mano oh, volante. Oh my god, I love that song. I love that. Yeah, song. I like so it. Yeah, just talking about making love in the car. Like, if we park somewhere, if the police come, I'll pay the ticket. And just reminiscing when I used to meet, you know, you know, people do that. You know, not only teenagers, you know, everybody does that. You know, I used to do that all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> relatable. It's very relatable. Oh, very. Yeah. You park anywhere and that's it. <laughs> and that's one thing I miss about uh, being in California. I'm initially from California, I've li been living in New York for 11 years now. I don't have a car, wow. I ride the subway. But yeah, that's that's one thing I'd be missing, just strolling down on my car, taking like, you know, the ride down the sunset. But, um, you know, here we got the subway. <laughs> that, that's what we wanted to do with this album, because, you know, 18 tracks, you know, the label, they got, they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Too many songs. Let's, let's like put half out first and then the other half next year. I'm like, listen, we're not going to fucking do that. 
People want to listen to music. People are bored. People want to go out. They want to party. They can't. So I just give everybody all this good fucking music. So they can just be at their house with their friends, with the loved ones, and just totally. open a bottle, do this, cook, whatever, you know, drive around the car, listen to the music. Me personally, I love driving in the car and just listening to music because it just has a different feeling to it. It's like a different vibe to it, you know? And uh, sometimes I even write my music, just write, just riding around the car, oh, wow. you know? Just and listening to instrumentals and beats, you know, and what, you know? One thing that I love is that, like, you really combine, like, a bunch of, like, you know, the legends and, like, a new cast of, like, breakout artists. Like, you have, like, the, the crew from Rich Music, Jolie Randy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mikey Woods, your longtime collaborator, Arcangel. So it's definitely like a super rich album as well that really does showcase like the best of like Urbano, Reggaeton, Latin Trap. And I wanted to just ask you, like, how did it all come together? How did you like bring all these people together? Well, the last album I had like the biggest, biggest names in the music business, like Daddy Yankee, Osuna, we seeing. Maluma, he's like the new Ricky Martin of the reggaeton. So with this album, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to bring like the new flavor, the the young blood, you know, because I was once, you know, a young blood. Also, I've been in the game for 14, 15 years. So we started out with Raul Alejandro. And uh, well, that was the first record that I did on the album because, you know, he's like similar to me, but like, but, but, you know, a little bit different, you know? And uh, so we started out with all the young cats at the beginning, and then we started doing, like, other people, like Farruko. Farruko comes from the another school, from, you know, after me, you know? And then I had Nicky Yam. He's from the, the school uh, before me. Then I had Arcangel. He used to be my duo. That was real cool to work with him, John and Randy, Cosco, Niengo. And, uh, you know, we've been working on this project for the last like almost 11 months and we were supposed to come out in March. But you know, when the whole uh, pandemic and the COVID situation came through, we were just like, what the fuck is this? You know, when I saw the NBA closed down yeah. and the labels closed down, like this is serious. You know, I thought like the world was gonna end, you know, everything was just shutting down. The first month I was depressed. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to go to the studio. I didn't want to go out. And then my manager came to my house because I wasn't picking up the phone like for the first month. So he's like, yo, Dela, uh, everything, you know, is behind right now. So let's just reopen the album and let's see what, what we can do. You know, let's analyze it, you know. Like, don't, don't be in a hurry to come out. And I was like, nah, you crazy. This album is, is fire. It's crack. We're going to come out with this album. Blah, 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 blah. So I reopened the album. So these last four or five months, I could just really, like, to be honest with you, I, I like, fell in love making music again. I'm not going to lie, because I was always traveling on the road, you know, uh, my haircut, my jewelry, my clothes, my this, boom, boom, the Instagram, the photos, blah, blah, blah. It was just, I wasn't really paying attention on the music, wow. you know? And now we're in an era, we're in an era that nobody gives a fuck no more how many jewelry you have, how many cars you have, how many outfits, how many sneakers, how many la, 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 la. People just want to just listen to good fucking music. And that's what I would really wanted to bring, cause you know I'm a fan of music. You know, like I'm a I'm a I'm an '80s '90s baby. You know, I grew up listening from Wu Tang, from Phil Collins, from Hector Lavoe, from Elvis, from Nirvana, from uh, Tupac, Hope, Wayne, Drake at the beginning. Like 
Bob Marley, I, I grew up in Puerto Rico, so I, I, I love reggae music, Bob Marley, Sizzler, Caperton, Super Cat, you know, all that. So I just got a, a little bit of everything in me. So and, I wanted to really just- to about your style, because I wanted to highlight for like the audience that um, are um, getting familiar with your work, but also that you've been evolving um, reggaeton like severely. I feel like you were one of the first to introduce like the R&B sensibility, but at the same time, you also introduced like soul and some rock into like your earlier mix. So that was something that was unprecedented like back in the day, you know, with reggaeton. Like, so you, I feel like uh, now we hear a lot of like, you know, uh, J Balvin and Carol G like putting um, R&B into their vocals, but like you've been Different elements, for yeah. a while and you know, I, I, it wasn't so common back then. So, so how did you like, you know, how was it for you to fuse all these elements that once and once back in the day was not really conventional? Well, it was a little hard because you know I was born in New York. I'm half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. So when I when I when I moved to Puerto Rico when I was eight nine years old, I didn't really know no Spanish. Like I was more like English and like I used to get bullied a lot in school. White boy, uh, uh, the Yankee, the Gringo, go back home. Blah 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 blah. So all the music that really just helped me and separated me separated me from everybody else because I was so update musically. You know, like I didn't really even like Spanish music. I like I just listened to just English music all the time. So when I started uh, in the music game, like oh four, oh five, oh six, I wanted to do something different. You know, because I was just tired of people saying, "Yo, like non non speaking Spanish people tell me, yo, de la ghetto boy.' You know, the reggaeton has the same beat, boom, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. You know, it's just it's the same shit. Like, we, what's going on? And like, I just clicked and I said, you know what? Why? Is it nobody doing that, but in Spanish? Why is nobody doing like real, real trap, the R&B, the hip hop, you know, the rock ballads and all that shit, but in Spanish for my community, for my people, you know? And, uh, and it really blew my mind because I remember back in 0405, I was in La Pela. La Pela is like one of the craziest, dangerous neighborhoods in the Caribbean. And, uh, and I remember 50 Cent was killing the streets you know, with that, with his first album. And he did a hip hop summit in Puerto Rico, Eminem, 50 and everybody. And when I saw that, and I saw all these Puerto Ricans, you know, listening to their music, but they don't know what the fuck he was saying. You know, <laughs> they were just vibing to the beat and vibing to the melody. Right, and I was like, right. you know what? I want to do that. I want to do that same thing, but in Spanish. So that really motivated me to do it. And at the beginning, it was a little hard because people didn't really want to like accept that because they felt like I was, that I was going to like change the game yeah. From, from reggaeton from this and I you just know, really wanted to just get, get that respect huh? it's insane because like you know since, since you were like one of the few that made Latin music but also added like an American flavor which was like not that common back then but now we're seeing the reverse happen like all the time like we see like American artists like definitely putting in some like dembo like a reggaeton into their sound so did you in, envision that kind of reverse situation ever happening like it's really interesting to me to observe that now because i've been following like the genre since like the the early 2000s and just seeing this evolution no you're, you're, you're missing you're missing reggaeton's been around since 92 93 yeah yeah it, it has been I'm, I'm, yeah i i got later into the game i got way later into Regga the game yeah yeah reggaeton reggaeton's been around a while there was, like there was one point yeah. in the mid 90s yeah. that if a police officer would catch you listening to reggaeton in a car yeah like you it would get stopped, get a ticket. They would break your cassette. Like it was That's like on some, crazy. like when MW, like when NWA was coming out and all that right. drama in LA. 
The same thing happened in Puerto Rico. Yeah, and I used to listen to the cassettes hidden. To I used to listen to the cassettes hidden from my grandma. I grew up with my grandmother. Wow. Like, my grandmother was like super duper Catholic straight from the Vatican. Like, you know, like everything to her was evil yeah. and bad. You so know you what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was listening from reggaeton, from like I said, rock, hip hop, reggaeton, yeah, dance, you know, all, everything, like everything, music, everything, yeah, everything, the music. everything, everything, you know, but that, that really just, just helped me just to be what I am right now. You know, like I said before, being an artist, I'm a fan of music. Yeah. You know, I'm just a fan of music. You know, I like, I used to, I used to hang out, hang out the mall all fucking day, just looking at the covers and the CDs. Just looking at it, and just wow, like what the fuck is this? And reading the back, who produced it, who did the beat, who wrote it, wow, 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 you know. So, so when I'm a you fan of music. Back into like those times, and then you see how like the global explosion definitely, you know, like uh, reggaeton is definitely at the forefront. It's synonymous with Latin pop today. Uh, do, when you stop to reflect that, did you ever envision that kind of global explosion, or how? how yeah, yeah. Witness that evolution. I knew, I knew it. I I knew it was going to be big because it, it it's it's like the same thing with the with the salsa, with the salsa in the sixties and seventies. You know, it it came from Cuba, Puerto you know Puerto Ricans from New York. You know, it, they took it to the next level, and then you had like you know, a lot of African-Americans doing Latin jazz and producers and just combining, you know. So it was the same thing with the salsa. Salsa started out in Puerto Rico, then came to New York, and then blew up crazy. Like, they had, they were doing concerts in Africa, you know, La Fania. So I knew it was good. It was good. The same thing was going to happen with reggaeton, but it was going to take time, you know. It wasn't going to be that quick, you know. Like, yeah. like when hip-hop in the 80s, like hip-hop in the 80s, like the Latin Grammys, like the, Latin, the Grammys, they don't know nothing about hip-hop. You know, so it's just the same thing. I knew it was going to happen, you know, the same right. thing, the same story. It's changed like Latin music has. It's just changed so much in the last five years. I feel it, it's became mainstream. You know, it's be, it's become a mainstream, you know, scenario. You hear it now on Top 40 radio. You hear, you know, these artists are now doing things with, you know, with, you know, Bieber, like big pop artists, which like Drake, Drake. everybody's. Yeah, Drake singing in Spanish. Yeah, you know, he, looks, he, he looks Dominican, you know? Yeah. We wouldn't have had that, <laughs> ten, you know, 10 years ago. Like, that wouldn't no, have no, no. the case. Like, it's really crossed over. I'm curious from you, like, by the way, I have loved hearing this and, like, hearing kind of, like, the history of, like, reggaeton. Like, I had no idea that, like, I mean, if you really think about it, it wasn't that long ago, 20 years ago. Same thing with, like, NWA, if you think about it. Yeah, like, yeah, it was so, yeah, yeah. so great that you can kind of put that parallel together. I, I just had no idea because, for me, reggaeton was just... Once it became popular, you just thought that like it was popular music. You had no idea that it, like that there was, I don't know, that it was like the bad <laughs> music to listen to. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, was because it, it it was you know it it was a lot of profanity, you know, drugs, sex, you know, this and that, blah 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 blah. And at the beginning, you know, people didn't want to hear it. People didn't want to hear it. You know, in our Latin culture, you know, it's different from the American culture. American culture, they're more open-minded. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when Madonna went to Puerto Rico in the early 90s, like, everybody was, like, boycotting Madonna because they didn't want to hear, see her perform. You know, all right. these churches and all these organizations and all oh, the churches. You know? you know, yeah. so they were like, yo, no, 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 we don't want that here, you know? So our Latin culture, you know, in that time, they were a little more close-minded. Now, you know, the internet, the YouTube and all this, so... It, it, people are beginning to accept it more and also you know uh the, the the lyrics are a little more commercial you know and and like you said like you got all these english artists 
they want to sing in Spanish now, you know? And, and it took a while because like the first artists to do it was Ricky Martin at the beginning right. of the 2000s, Living La Vida Loca. When I saw Ricky performing the Grammys and MTV, I was like, whoa, what is yeah. this? You know, Mark Anthony started singing in English, Shakira started singing in English. And so I just said, it's just, we're just a step way so it can happen with the, with the reggaeton. You it know? was it was bound to happen like cultural like if you look back it's like culturally it was bound to kind of come into that like we got pop like you know what i mean you got mark anthony you like it was bound to kind of cross over to like a younger generation um i'm curious from you um you know and with soundcloud being such a discovery platform and you know new artists i'm curious from you like can you name a couple up and coming you know latin reggaeton like artists that should be on our radar that we should be check thinking about or checking out I think I think everybody's on there, babe, because you know SoundCloud was like really the, one of the first uh, uh, thing like to to give artists a break, so so they, people can listen to the music. Like SoundCloud, when I started out, it was like the MySpace in my days. You know what I'm saying? So when SoundCloud really came out, it gave like I discovered Lil Pump on SoundCloud. I discovered Six Nine on SoundCloud. I discovered other artists from Puerto Rico that I never fucking heard on SoundCloud, you know? And I used to use SoundCloud a lot too, and I still do, you know? And uh, and, it, and it's just a lovely thing because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have that. We didn't have that back in the day. Like, you had to go to the store, or you had to have a cousin from New York to send you a, a mixtape or a CD, right. or you had to watch, you know, the box on MTV to, to look at the video, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was really hard, really hard. Yeah, we, we had a Briago at the office not that long ago, well, when, before the pandemic, and he was saying that he de he connected up with a lot of producers on SoundCloud, and I know that Bad yeah, Bunny also yeah. kind of started there, so... Bad, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, before he blew up, he was on SoundCloud for days, and nobody really noticed Fresh him, as well. you know? So, yeah. SoundCloud is a shit. That's awesome. So uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about um, uh, Los Chulitos. Like, I, I think it's a really cool... Uh, meaning and I know that it does have uh, different interpretations in in different countries like in Mexico I'm Mexican Los Chulitos means like somebody like like who's like super cute But I know it has like a lifestyle meaning and it has it, it represents some kind of movement So I wanted you to uh, give Los Chulitos that's like a, that's a word that that uh, I grew up in this neighborhood one of the neighborhoods in the, in, these, in Puerto Rico called Villa España uh, also from La Pela, it's like a, but it's not a hood. It's not a neighborhood like La Pela. It's more like the projects, you know. So it was right, like two blocks from my grandmother's house. So I used to be there all the time, and everybody would be like, "Yo, te ve chulo." I like them shades. Te ve chulito. Dímelo chulo. Dímelo chula. Ba ba ba. So it just grew on me. It was like a slang, you know, from that neighborhood. Like when you would use that word, people would know you were from that from that block or from that era. So I started using it in my songs, you know, because, you know, in the urban culture, everybody's coming up with different, like, crazy names for everywhere, you know? So right, right, I started right. using the Cholito, 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 and it, and it just <laughs> grew on everybody. It just grew on everybody. And then when I was doing the album, I didn't know, you know, what name I'm going to put this album. And my manager was like, what you mean, motherfucker? You use the Cholito, the Cholito. Because <laughs> Cholito means, like, you know, it's just, you know, always you're a... Uh, uh, a humble person, you come from the streets, you always help everybody, you always fresh to death. You know, you don't have to wear brands to be a chulito. You know, you can, right. you know, rock your clothes from Sarah and H&M, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter. 
you know, as, as long as you, you well represented, you know, and, and you know how to deal with people and not, uh, uh, boom, like, uh, como se dice, humillar a las personas, entiende, y siempre tratar a las personas bien, como tú quieres que te traten a ti, entiende. I think throughout the years, uh, Isabella, throughout the years, because every year as an artist, you just learn, like, like, you get to know yourself more and more and more and more and more. Like, when you're in the studio, like, different techniques to writing different techniques how you record and uh and you just learn you know also from new artists too and you discover new music and like i said i'm just a fan of the music man you know and a lot of people don't don't know their history and and i always like to talk to the to the to the young cats in the game uh about that and i when i'm in the studio like there's this 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 cat on my album uh dalek for example he's like uh like a young D'Angelo Maxwell, you know, Spanish. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yo, have you heard? I'm like, yo, have you heard of D'Angelo Maxwell? He's like, who? I'm like, you don't know who D'Angelo is? You don't know who Maxwell is? I'm like, nah, I don't listen to 90s. Or I listen to like mid-2000 and up. I'm like, damn, you, you're fucking wrong then, my G. Like, you got to learn about your history, about music, you know, because that's just going to make you a better artist. And when you create and do something, like it just, your mind will expand and take you to the next level. You know, so that's what really helped me, you know, just listen to everything, you know, from 30, 40, 50 years ago to now. And just like I said, during every year, I just feel like get better and better and better at it, you know. And like I said, I just love music. And it, it didn't really for the money and the fame. It's just I just love what I do. That's dope. Oh, I need Thank you for dropping such a dope album because, like I said, it came at the right time for me, especially like during this this moment. So. For me, it's been super uplifting. It's invigorating, and I've been really enjoying it. So no, yeah, it's been Thank a great you. album. I just, I, I want to say, I think, I think this was the right time. Like, I think now, like at the beginning of COVID, we were all stressed out, and now we're ready to fucking party. That's how <laughs> I'm <laughs> That's I what am it ready is, to uh, Jessica. Go to Vegas and live it up now. So <laughs> I think it came. Honestly, I think it came at the perfect time because I think exactly like you said, like in your car, people are doing small gathering, family gathering. People are, you know, barbecues, little celebrations, and now it's more about the small family gathering than it is like the big party. Like that's what's changed a little bit. But I think you put it out at the perfect time. Um, I just have to say, like, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on our show and. You're beautiful, Jessica. I, I, I like I like your style. I like your vibe. Thank you. <laughs>